maybe the attitude by why, why sometimes we bury the gifts that God gives us in places in our lives. I'm looking at, I'm seeing faces I didn't get to say hi to. I'm sorry, uh, hopefully before you, before you leave today, I, I always want to spend time with you. Sermon series, tell a sto- uh, Jesus tells a story, and today it's buried treasure. And uh, that's, turn with me to Matthew, the 25th chapter. We're really going to pick up, uh, pick up where I left off just two weeks ago. I know uh, Sister Debbie preached, and I came back and said, wow, she preached my sermon. So I've got to do something else here. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, you know, she's a blessing, and I'm, and I'm, I'm really ha- happy to have her on the staff here and and we've got, we've got, we got, man, we've got a number of great people, amen. And we've got a great number of great people, and I'm blessed. I mean, some pastors tell me, says, "Wow, I, well, I can't leave. I can't do this, and this is going on." I, you know, I tell you what, the board of of elders and trustees that you have working for, they're great people. I love working with them. I really do. I mean, and, and you've got Pastor Juan who's running, he and his wife are what running the, 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 the Spanish fellowship this afternoon. And, and Dick is, is ramping up and he's doing some youth stuff and some elderly stuff. And, and, and you know, and, and Debbie and, and I, without, we've got great people all over, the, all over the room. These are part of your, this part of your fellowship. Part, it's, uh, I couldn't be more blessed. I, and I just kind of shake my head and scratch Scratch behind my ears when, when other pastors tell me, um, give me some of their stories uh, about how crazy uh, things can be in church. I know that it can be that way, but in a sense, we're blessed in so many ways. Um, a couple of weeks ago, now I'm, I'm picking up about where I left off. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about uh, the parable of the ten virgins, okay? Now, that's a parable that baffles people, and some of the parables really baffle people because we have a tendency to try to match up every, every little element in the story with some kind of, you know, you know what does this mean? What is, what's the lamp mean? What does this mean? What do the virgin mean? Were they Jews? Were they Christians? You know, and you just kind of like you're looking too close. Uh, a parable was meant to be a story with one or more central truths that connect and tell us something about God, the kingdom of God. Okay, does that make sense? So sometimes if you look too close and you, and you, and you do the pharisaical thing, when I say the Pharisee, you know, it's like the old thing, everything's got everything's to admit, it was never intended to be that way. And that's why sometimes when we try to do that, when we try to match up and every, every element of the story with some symbol that carries forward to now, sometimes it doesn't match, it doesn't work, Okay. So back out to, to maybe uh, 40, 50 feet and look at it in a bigger picture kind of a thing. Two weeks ago, you remember the parable uh, or the story of the ten virgins. Now, essentially what you have there is that Jesus was saying that the bride is the church, right? Now, again, I'm, I'm doing there is some There is some correlation, but not, not, not there is some correlation in the story from there and now, but, but it's not as specific as sometimes we get. The bride is the church. The bridegroom is Jesus. Jesus left to prepare a place for his church. Remember? Okay? The bridegroom, uh, he said the ten virgins, they were coming. They were waiting for this to happen. And, and then the door was opened and the bridegroom cometh. You remember that part of the story? And, and five, of, the, five of, the, of, of, of them, five out of the ten, they weren't ready. And their readiness was symbolized in a sense by that, that having enough oil in the lamp. 
Now, and I talked to you about the customs of the day. The local people got this because they understood the, the marriage customs. Okay, and I think we have to understand that to understand understand uh, the historical context in order to kind of get in the head of the people uh, and get in the head of Jesus as he was re, as he was relating the story. Does that make sense? And I shared with you a whole bunch about the wedding feast, or not only the wedding feast, but the traditions of the wedding. How that uh, the young man would and his father would go to the house of the of the young woman who uh, was intended to that he wanted to marry, and they'd make out a contract. Okay, and if it was agreeable, they would they would have a glass of wine that would seal it, and there there'd be this little speech, and then the young man would go away to his father's house, and what would he do? In his father's house, he would build a bridal chamber. Okay? okay? Build a bridal chamber. Uh, and his father was the one who, de- who, who decided when his son was done with the bridal chamber because the bride and the groom would stay in that bridal chamber, whether it was in the house or on the property of his father, for seven days. Inside, everything had to be just right. So you remember I told you about these things, right? Okay? And, 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 and I, I, I connected that with the seven, day, the seven days and the rapture of the church and all of those things. And it really makes sense, if, but you'll have to go get the, uh, the podcast. Okay? So we talked about those things. The bride is the church. The bridegroom is Jesus. And Jesus left to prepare a place for the church. Remember that? Remember what Jesus said in John, I believe it was uh, the 14th chapter. He says, I I don't want you to to be upset about this. He says, but I go to prepare a place for you. He says, in my Father's house are many dwelling places. And I go to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you may be also. See? So it was, there was a connection, not only to, to uh, the end times, because in, in truth, what Jesus is saying in the disciples, he says, the kingdom of God is like this. And then he begins to talk about the parable. Uh, then he tells the story, the parable. Okay? The kingdom of God, uh, the spiritual realities and the physical realities are, are going to be like this. And it says, Jesus left to prepare a place for his church. That he and he said that he would and he said that he would return at a at a moment's notice, and that we should be ready. Essentially, at the bottom end of the of the story is that 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 some are ready and some are not. What I'm going to talk to you now about is some of the reasons why some people are ready and some are not. Does that make sense? I mean, that's always the the the, the clutch. Where are we in this picture, right? Yeah. And I can't say exactly where you are in the picture. I can only say what Jesus said. I can only relate the things that I read in the scriptures. Okay? So let's, uh, and picking up right there, at this, you mean, right after the parable of the ten virgins, uh, and this is kind of part of the linking, the linking verses, verse 13. Because he's speaking, speaking to them about the ten virgins, and he says, Be on the alert then, for you do not know the day or the hour. Is that there? Okay. All right. For, for it's just like a man who is about to go on a journey. Did you catch that? For it's just like a man who is about to go on a journey, who called uh, his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. Okay. Can you see the picture of Jesus leaving and, 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 and entrusting the church to, to his 12 apostles? This is what's happening here. This is what he was, he's projecting when he's, when, he's, when he's saying these things. 
For it's just like the man who about to go on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability. And he went on his journey. How many of us know that some, some of us are more capable in, others than, in areas than other people are, right? Not everybody has the same gifts, right? Okay. In this case, the, there was an acknowledgement of that. Uh, how much, how, what was it? Five talents, two talents, and then one, each according to that person's ability. Now, the cool thing is, is God, could I, could I digress just, just here for a moment? God doesn't intend for us, he's not going to hold us responsible for things that we can't do or can't be. He's not going to hold you responsible for not being like someone else. Does that make sense? That he has a plan just for you and just for me. And for us to compare ourselves misses the point. Uh, Compare ourselves to each other misses the point. Because in this this passage of Scripture, it's, it's not really done. Not in the way that we often do it. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one according to to his own ability, and he went on the journey. Immediately the one who had received five talents went and traded with them and gained five more, doubled, doubled, doubled the resources. In the same manner, the one who received two talents gained two more. Okay. During during his master's master's departure and, and, and stay in the other country or wherever he was, he doubled the resources, okay? He was, he was entrusted to, the one was entrusted with five, the other was entrusted with two, and they, they both doubled their resources, okay? But the one who received one talent, but he who received the one talent went away and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts. Oh, by the way, a talent, I think, let me, let me read this. Let me come to a note that I made. A talent, a talent in, in that point in time was, was the equivalent, uh, was the value of 6,000 denarii, with one denarius being, uh, being the equivalent of a day's wages to a common laborer. Doing the math, a talent is worth nearly 20 years of wages to the common laborer during this particular uh, period, uh, this ancient period. Okay, So even the one who received one talent received a whole lot of money. Okay, We're talking about money in this particular case. Okay, He's using money as an example of, of simply resources. Okay, And I'll get to that later. And so he gives the one five talents, which uh, five times 30,000. I mean, I, that's a lot of money. That was a lot of money for that day. And uh, so, so we're, 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 we're given to, to realize that that the resources, we think of one talent, two talents, five talents. We don't think of that as much. God, the things that God gives us are valuable. Can I say it that way? I mean, I don't want to leap too far ahead. But, but in a sense, these were valuable resources that were entrusted to these servants, these slaves, okay? Right. Let, me, let me find where I was. But he who received, verse 18, the one talent went away and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master whose slaves came and settled accounts with them. 
The one who had received five talents came up and, and brought the five, talent, five more talents, saying, Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I have gained five more talents. And his master said, Well, be, well done, good and faithful servant, good and faithful slave. You were faithful in a few things. I, put you in, I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Also, the one who had received two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have gained two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful in a few things. With a few things, I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Now, catch this, that, 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 that he went away. He gave them, he entrusted them with resources uh, and while he and he went away, and while he was away, they were busy doing stuff with the, the the gifts that he had given them and left in their hands. Now, one guy, the one person, went and buried it. Okay, okay. You know, if if that was money today, if uh, you know, I don't know how long the master was away, but the truth is, it's been over two thousand years, right? Okay. If we're if we're talking about the same thing here, I don't know, two thousand years of. It's just like if he gave me a hundred bucks uh, two thousand years ago, and I put it in the gray, and I and I just dug a hole in the ground and dug it there, or if I even just put it out for you know to to business. I wonder how much money that would be now. Two thousand years, it's a lot. You get you, you get the numbers here, okay? I'm not sure that exactly works well, but <laughs> but but it, but it occurred to me, and I so so I presented it to you. Uh, His masters and the, and, and the one who had received one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you, where, where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. But his master said to him, You wicked, lazy slave, you knew that I reap where I did not sow and gather, and, and gather where I scatter no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in, in the bank, and on my arrival, I would have received at least int- uh, received my money back with interest. Therefore, take the talent away from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. And for the one who has, more shall be given. And he will have an abundance. For the one who does not have, even that which he does not have, will be, does, does have will be taken away. Throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness, in that place, there will be a weeping and a gnashing of teeth. Now, I told you about the talents, okay? And I recognize, can, I, can we say that, that, uh, that we, what we're seeing here is a picture of Jesus going away, delivering, in a sense, delivering his, this ministry, this ministry, into the hands of his 12 disciples and to the church, Right? This is the picture. This is really the picture. Because what did he say at the beginning? He says, the kingdom of heaven is going to be like this. It's going to be like a man who did this. And then he goes into this, this whole thing on, on the talents. Okay? And so, what we have here is a picture of Jesus uh, doing his ministry, developing, the, uh, starting the church, and leaving, and, and, and the picture of the bridegroom, Right? He's gone back to do what? He's preparing a bridal chamber. Okay? 
And we see the picture of that. I mean, uh, some of the things that that have to do with the picture of Jesus going and, and preparing a bridal chamber for the church... We see that in the book of Daniel and the 70 years and and all of those kinds of things come to play here. The rapture of the church and then the marriage supper, the the tribulation uh, somewhere in the seven years, and then the marriage supper of the Lamb at the end of those seven years. Okay, and I don't mean to throw anybody some curves, but if you were with me two weeks ago, you wouldn't be confused. And I don't mean to confuse anybody on purpose, but this is how this all ties in. To understand that Jesus is talking about his return and the function of the church during his absence. That's what he's talking about here. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. Let not your heart be troubled. There are dwelling places in my Father's house for you. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you may be also. And, and then we see these kinds of scriptures. Okay, all right. I talked to you about a talent, the purpose of the talents. Now, you know, again, here's where it, it kind of breaks down. If you, try to, 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 to me, if you try to take all the elements of the story and kind of bring them forward uh, as one-to-one. Okay? Let's think of the talents not so much as, as money, but in, in truth it can be money because there are some people that God gives the gift of giving. Now the scripture talks about that, right? One of the spiritual gifts is a, is a, is a spiritual gift of giving. Okay? So some, for some, there are some people that God puts more into their hands, resources. You know? And uh, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, Tevia. You remember Tevia? If I was a rich man, yada da 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 da. Yeah, okay, okay. I remember one line, and and those of you don't just stay with me for a a moment. (laughs) I remember one line, and and he said, "Lord, would it would it really mess up the? Would it really mess your up your eternal plan if I was if you'd give me some money?" (laughs) I'm paraphrasing uh, uh, from an old old musical, I guess, but. And like we were talking earlier, whenever you make some kind of a reference to, to, uh, to, the, to the, the common things, and in, in sometimes we miss people. Sorry about that. Anyway, so, so if we can talk about it, it can be money. The talents, obviously, in the, in, the, in the message that Jesus, the parable, is about money, but I think we need to expand that. Because what, is it, what does the Scripture say? Well, there's a passage here that in Ephesians Ephesians, I love this passage. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Now, I want to read that one more time. He says, this is Ephesians 4, 7, and 8. He says, but to each, my wife is saying, why didn't you give me that passage, right? So, so we can, uh, that came to me later, hon. But to each, each of us was given, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gifts. Therefore, it says... When he ascended on high, he led captive the host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. Gave gifts to men. It was all about his purpose, see? The kingdom of God is working right now. You and I are, you might say, this post, 
uh, post-Jesus, this post-resurrection kind of uh, community that called the church that was meant and intended to do his will while he was preparing, while he was in his father's house preparing for the end. And he will return. Now, in that, in, in that, in that context, we need to know that God gives gifts to men. What? To, to do what? To build the kingdom. I mean, God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He doesn't need more money. What, is, what does he value? The souls of men. What's really, in, in, you might say, hanging in the balance, the val- most valuable thing right now, the souls of men and women. So that's the valuable thing. That's what he came to purchase. He came to purchase us. He came to purchase lives with his blood. And so he, and, and what does he do? He committed to us, according to the book of Romans, the ministry of reconciliation. That ministry of reconciliation, reconciliation, uh, reconciliation of men to God. He committed that to us, and, and, and he says, and the scripture says, he gave gifts to men. Now, all I know is that as I read the book of Ephesians, as I read the book of Romans, I read the book of Acts, and some of the other things, that God gives gifts, spiritual gifts. Can I, can I say it? He equips the church. He equi- when I say he equips the church, I'm not saying that he brought, gave us music stands. Although they're, they're fun to have. Nice to have, right, Debbie? Right? When, he, when the scripture says he equips the church, it's talking about what he's doing in you. The scripture says he gives gifts to men. Now, over and over in the book of Corinthians and some of the others, other places, it says that the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gifts given by God, were meant to build up the body of Christ. Okay? And, and you can see some of these spiritual gifts, as you read through the book of Acts, how powerful they were. The anointing of God's Holy Spirit. Gifts of giving. Gifts of administration. Does, doesn't the scripture talk about this? Gifts of administration, gifts of giving, healing, gifts of healing, tongues, interpretation, all these kinds of things. And there, there are at least three lists found in the different, different passages of Scripture. It says he gave apostles, he gave pastors, he gave teachers. All of these are gifts. He gave the church gifts. And then he went away. Now, what did, what did these people do with their talents? One guy, woohoo, five times two, yeah, ten. When, G, when, when, God, when, his, when, the, when the master came back, he had doubled. And what did he get? Kudos from, kudos from, his, from, from, from his master. Yeah, wow. You know, enter into my peace, enter into my, uh, enter into my joy. And not only, uh, not, have you, not only have you been faithful, now, now that's a pretty interesting term. Doing, doing well with the gifts that God gives you is, uh, is, is it, uh, made equal to being faithful, right? Faithful, faithful. He says, you've been faithful. Faithful over a few things, I'm going to give you many. Now, which tells me, Wait a second, I thought we were just going to float around and, and strum harps in heaven. Wait a second. I mean, you, you see how there are little bits and pieces that, that show you that there's more. That there's more. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so, and the, and the guy, the, and the person who had, was given two talents, doubled it again. And he got the same response. Now remember, why didn't he get a lesser response? You and I would have, and the way that we judge things, we would say, well, he didn't do as well as the guy with five. The guy got ten, man. He had five to work with. I mean, don't you remember earlier, though, he says he was giving, giving these gifts according to a person's ability. He knew. He knows your heart. He knows what you're capable of. And he's not going to ask for more. If he's asking, it's because he knows you're up to it. Does that make sense? If he's, if he's placing gifts in your life, he knows that you're up for it. Now, you may, you, and I, that doesn't mean that we're, oh, well, I can do this, I can do that. The truth is, is as we walk by faith, God always kind of pulls us along to, 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 to step into the, the, the ministries and the, and, the, and, the, and the areas that he's calling us to do. Always takes an element of faith. If you're, if you're operating in your gifts, the gifts that you feel that like God has placed in your life, and you're not being pressed, and you're not trying to stretch yourself, and, you're not, and it's just too easy, you're not, you know, you're not stepping out far enough. That's, that's a little bit of Pastor Blair there. All right. Okay. But the person, there was one person. So, so well, let me back up. The person with the two doubled, and what did they get? Hey, wow, uh, the, 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 master said, the master said to the equivalent of, good job, good job. I, I'm, uh, you know, you've, you've made two, you've, you've, you had two, you've made four. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you in charge of more. Okay? Then, the, then the person that, we, that, that we, none of us want to identify with shows up with a dirty bag. I mean, it's the dirt hanging on the side of this bag, right? <laughs> this is not going to end well, we know, right? Uh, and it's like this bag. Is it Jesus or, or, God or, or Master? And we can, uh, I knew that you were hard, hard man. I knew you were tough. And I just, you know, and rather than to, I wasn't, well, for whatever reason, I buried it. And here's yours. This is yours. Okay? And the Master turned on him and said, you lazy, wicked slave. Here's where all of this doesn't really, uh, in, 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 in a sense, line up word for word, event for event, item for item with what we know in Scripture, right? What I mean by that is that, that uh, he buried it, and it was taken from him, and he was kind of like given the heave-ho. He was sent out into outer, outer darkness, right? Now, this is interesting, especially if you're a person who... Um, this, this sets up some conflict, okay? The context, here, here was a, a servant of, if you, if you make any kind of uh, co- co- uh, co- uh, correlation, I needed some help there, uh, a correlation between the, that, that story and the Christian church, you're looking for, wait a second, this person was a servant of God. This person was a servant of God. Uh, and they were given gifts, and they didn't use them, obviously didn't use them. They had kind of this strange idea of who God was, right? The other people didn't seem to have the same kind of idea about who, who, who their master was. But this one said, man, he's tough. 
He's, you know, he, he reaps where he doesn't sow. He plants seeds. Da, da, you know, he, he reaps where he doesn't plant seeds. All of these things that were coming. Have you ever noticed, have you ever met people who had a strange idea about who God was? Yeah. About, about his ideas, about who and, and how much, you know, it's like the whole idea of, of whether he really loves me or not. Or how about this one? The one where, uh, you know, if, if I don't do really good, he's going to, I mean, God's really mad at me. And da, da. We've all been through that. Yet in the word of God it says, I love you with an everlasting love. That's sincere. That's powerful. That's, we should be able to put a period behind that and live with it. Now, but we're oftentimes kind of double second guessing. And could I say this? Sometimes we look at God through our own lenses. And we, we make God in our own image. And if we're really harsh people, if we've been raised to think, well, you know, if you don't, if you don't cut, the, cut the gray, da 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 then, then God does that too. He doesn't. It's not what the scriptures say. Now, but here we're talking the end times here. The end. Jesus has come back. Let me make that jump. Jesus has come back. And this person did not use. Can I say it? Let's just put it this way. He did not use the resources that God put in his hands. And just kind of gave them back to him. Here it is. Kind of dusty. Kind of dirty. But it's yours. Okay. Now, where, where does this take us? Again, we're talking about being ready. If you go back to the earlier, earlier part, part of the scriptures that we talked about two weeks ago, it was about being ready. In fact, he goes, he goes from verse 13, uh, which says, Be ready. Be prepared into this and says, it's like this. So, so how are we ready? What the scripture is saying, one of the ways to be ready for Jesus' return is to be busy about his business and, in a sense, embracing the gifts and using the gifts and the resources that God has to build up the kingdom of God. Okay? Does that make sense? What are some of the gifts? Well, there are lists. And I, I mentioned, I, I made reference to them earlier. God gives, gives uh, pastors, uh, pastors, prophets, apostles, uh, uh, teachers, uh, and, then, and then in other places, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, where he talks about uh, 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 administrators, teachers, uh, tongues, interpretations, prophecies. All of these kinds of things we find in the book of Romans, in the book of, of Ephesians, and in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians. And, and, and we find, find them smattering all over the New Testament and some of these same things we see manifested even in the Old Testament. Okay. So God gives those to us. He has gone away. We're in the interim. What will we do with what God has given us? Now, a, few, uh, a month or two ago, I did some things on spiritual gifting. And I, and I laid the little forms out in the back. And, and they're, they're imperfect. The, those forms are imperfect. They're just help. They were just, to, if, you, if you scored them, they were to help you to identify the things that were kind of like working in your life. Okay? But not a whole lot of people kind of did that. I don't know if they took, if you took them and just took them home and, and just kind of laid them up and let dust settle on them. Uh, how about this? If God is doing some things in you, what are you doing with the gifts that God's, God's laid in your life? What are you doing? Now, I'm not asking you to work seven days a week, 
24 hours a day. Some, some, some of my friends do that. It just, and, that and, and oftentimes they're, they're functioning from a, I can't do enough for God because he hates me. Maybe. I'm not sure. And so I just keep working, 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 working. Yeah? And that's one extreme. The other extreme is, I'm saved. So I'm saved. But that's not what he's saying here. One of his servants, what do you do? His servants that he gave gifts to. Who does he give his gifts to? He gives his gifts to his church. Right? What do you do? Kick them out, throw them into everlasting, I mean, just like outside the camp, weeping and gnashing, that, that's, that's, that's symbolic of hell. Say, ah, that, may twist up your, that may twist up your theology a little bit, depending upon where you, where you land with, the, with, with eternal security and all of those things. And as we look at it, God's not, you know, it's just like, yeah, no, nothing can pluck us out of our hands. Well, it, it seems like he's doing the this. Now, folks, I don't know. As we look at ourselves, and we look at this passage of Scripture, this parable, it, it indicates that in his absence, he has placed gifts in the church. The question is, is what are we doing with the gifts that God gives us? Now, I'm not, I'm not asking us to look in the, in the mega form here. Our church, our huge church. Let's look inside of us. God is doing things in you. What are you doing? I'm listening to the children downstairs playing. Makes me think of one of the, one of the gifts is teaching. Some of you have gifts of teaching. God has put that in you. But, you, but because of, perhaps because of time, because of selfishness, you won't share that with God. Huh? There's some of you who, who are, are, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm careful not to run too far down this road because I, I don't want to just be lashing at you or, or anything. Hey, folks, as a pastor, I know this. Not only do you need to worship not only do you need to look at the Word of God and, and spend time with the saints of God to be healthy and whole, but you also need to be like that, uh, like that sea where, in, uh, where, where, where the, the living water flows in and it flows out in the form of service. Does that make sense? That somewhere that you don't keep, that, that the light that God has lit in your life that would shine so brightly, he never intended for us to put it under a bushel basket. See? God is saying that I've left you here for a time. I have placed gifts within you so that more souls would come into the kingdom of God. What are you doing with them? What are you doing with them? What are you doing with them? What are you doing? You might say, well, boy, I used to teach Sunday school. I used to do this. I used to do that. But, you know, I, I did my time. I'm not, I'm not the one to say that you did or didn't. There will be an accounting there will be an accounting. Music. Debbie? <laughs> now,
just remember, I didn't write that. I did draw the conclusions, but they were there. They may not be, they may not be popular feeling because the truth is you don't want a pastor telling you what to do. Really, that's what it boils down to. You don't want someone to tell you what to do. You want a nice story on Sunday. Okay? Some of us are that way. It's like going to the theater. I want a good show. But God has called us. This is far more serious than that. Far more serious than that. Men and women will go to hell if we don't use what God has given us as gifts. Sure. Do you know that you're important? He may have only given you one talent. It's kind of like I've got one club in my bag. I'm going to swing it. I'm going to swing it. You know? There have been times when I'd be out on the golf course that there was only one that worked. (laughs) But I'd swing it. Stand with us. What has God, what has God, what have you buried? Can I ask it that way? What gift have you buried? What gift have you buried? This is between you and God, not between us and God. Between you and God. What gift have you buried that God wants you to dig back up and use? Let's worship Him. The altar is open for anyone who would simply want to come and pray. Reconnect. Okay? Reconnect. If you're here today also, you've never given your heart to Jesus. And you want to do that. While others come and pray around this altar, come and meet me here in the the middle. I want to pray with you. No reason for you to go out of here today without Jesus in your heart. Salvation and joy that God has planned for you. Amen. Let's worship.